1-800-240-8761 and qtmarketcenter.com. Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio on August the 24th, hump day, Wednesday. And today, uh, of course, a little Saints news, some NFL news. Uh, um, a former Hall of Famer passes away. Uh, oh, we'll touch a little bit on Little League and uh, some uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, got a couple coaches on this morning. One's a uh, first-time coach, Jeff, so uh, should have an interesting show this morning. First-time uh, guest, you mean? Correct. He, he has been a coach for a while, Artie that, Lauza. That is correct. I do stand corrected. With uh, Delcom High School, they're hosting uh, the Jamboree, again, a little bit of a smaller uh, jamboree than we're used to here in Iberia Parish and uh, questions about the weather. So uh, it'll be interesting to talk to Coach uh, Liuza about his Delcom squad that made the postseason last year and how uh, they hope to improve upon it. That they they do. And uh, I guess right off the top, uh, we'll see how uh, the Saints uh, play their last preseason game Friday night, approximately 7 o'clock in the the Caesars Superdome. Uh, I got to get used to saying that instead of actually. You don't need to. You don't need to say Caesars at all. Just it's the Superdome. I know. I know. But well, you we, know we don't have to bow down to corporate piracy of our uh, beloved institutions. You're, you're right about that. Uh, Unless anyway. they were advertising with us, and then we'd be happy to promote uh, Caesars. Certainly, certainly, we'd never turn money down here. Well, the Saints uh, also uh, made a couple cuts yesterday, too, to my knowledge. They have to get down to 80, uh, I think, uh, this week. So uh, the two cuts were at least were tight end. Chris Herndon, which they had some promise for at one time. And you you mentioned his name yesterday. Kevin White uh, was put on injury reserve. You know, he was a highly thought-of receiver coming out of college. I think he was in a first-round draft choice and uh, just – Hadn't lived up to that ability. Of course, injuries uh, take its toll on a lot of these people. But uh, Saints got to do a lot more whittling to get down to the 53-man list due by August 30th. So the Saints uh, have some work cut out for them. Um, again, uh, uh, settlements uh, with Gilio Johnson along with uh, Sage uh, Dockstater, uh, who were uh, on injury reserve and are therefore now released. So uh, the Saints uh, has that one. One game left in the Superdome and versus the Chargers. Uh, should be an interesting matchup. Of course, the season begins on September 11th for the Saints when they uh, play the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. And, you know, a lot of prognosticators are calling for Atlanta maybe to be the worst team in the league. Wow. I don't know about worst team, but certainly not a lot of optimism uh, with Marcus Mariota, the uh expected and I, I guess he's already been named the starting quarterback i wouldn't have high expectations that's for sure well in the power ratings they come in 32nd that, yeah. that's strange uh just uh you know with uh matty ice uh being shipped off to uh i'm gonna say the, the colts indianapolis colts and uh we'll see how he i think he's a good quarterback he always gave me the ebgbs with the saints with, with with two minutes left and they've got a chance to win the game whether it be field goal or touchdown uh he, he's done that throughout his career but uh no longer with the coats and the saints now uh trying to uh see uh, you know, basically winston's going to be our quarterback uh looks i'm thinking too that book is not going to make the roster jeff i think uh that the third designated quarterback for the Saints, whether he's a tight end or uh, Army Swiss Knight, uh, it's going to be Tyson Hill. Is I just see him being the third quarterback after Andy Dalton. Uh, and certainly, I, I would expect that as long as there's someone who needs to be on the roster who would otherwise not be. Yes. But, but I would agree, Ian Book is not necessary to be on the roster as a, a third-string quarterback when you got Tyson Hill. Yeah, it's hard to believe that uh, Book – was the winningest quarterback in Notre Dame history. And, uh, of course, by saying winningest, I'm not saying percentage. I'm saying the most wins as he has a starting quarterback. Of course, back then when they were playing only in nine and ten games a year and Notre Dame wasn't playing in bowl games, uh, it's quite understandable how that works out. So uh, when I say winningest, meaning the number of wins he acquired as a starting quarterback for Notre Dame. I need you to back up on uh, the idea. When did Notre Dame not play in bowl games? The, from 1925 to 1969. They chose not to play in a That's bowl correct. game. No the kidding. The season ended in the last game of the year. 
and they played in the Rose Bowl game, I want to say, in somewhere in that era, 25, and then Notre Dame decided we're not going to play in a bowl game anymore. Then when the year in 69, when they decided to play in a bowl game, of all things, a 9-1 LSU football team stayed home, and Notre Dame went to the Cotton Bowl to play. Mm. And uh, so for that period of time, Hasman Math, those uh, 44 years, Notre Dame did not play in a bowl game. There you go. Anyway, and – well, ranked number one a lot in, the, I want to say, in the 40s, along uh, with the mid to late 40s with Johnny Lujak and that crowd. Uh, Leon Hart was uh, probably the one. I think the, Leon Hart was might have been the second uh, lineman ever selected. He was a tight end defensive end back there in one platoon football. Won the Heisman Trophy for Notre Dame. So, uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, what's shaking with that. But in the meantime, uh, the Saints um, – Friday night, 7 o'clock, we'll see what's on. Then they have basically uh, uh, what uh, about a 14-day uh, period, 16-day period before they play their first game. And uh, with that, uh, all you fantasy football players can get your rosters together and for your drafts over the Labor Day weekend. I know that's coming uh, for the league I'm, I'm in. So uh, finished third last year, so got a lot of work to do. I haven't even looked at a uh, roster yet. So uh, anyway, but uh, Saints, Friday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll see how uh, how they line up things. I'd like to see Winston Jeff get in at least for a series, you know, just uh, kind of knock the rust off a little bit. But y- you and I both know that might be few and far between that might happen. I, I wouldn't doubt that it would happen. Uh, I just have not uh, heard anything. I'm not sure if they've said word one about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, again, like you just said, I haven't heard anything to uh, construe that he might even uh, take a snap or two on the field. Uh, uh, just, you know, uh, maybe a third down and four and throw a little short pass out and just uh, – but no, I'm not sure how that's uh, going to work out, but uh, we'll see. Of course, the Saints uh, open up against the Falcons of, of all teams. And I think that game uh, – I'm trying to recall, is that game in New Orleans or Atlanta? I'm not sure. At Atlanta okay. at noon. At noon, okay. So it'll be on the Fox Network. Uh, meanwhile, elsewhere uh, in the news, uh, NFL quarterback Lynn Dawson passes away, I think, either late last night or early this morning. Of course, uh, did, he, did he pass away? I saw he was in hospice uh, last yes. week, and uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. Yeah, Lynn Dawson, uh, uh, he uh, led the Chiefs. You know, I, he was one of those highest trophy runner-ups. Uh, I think he finished behind Paul Horning in 56, somewhere in there. And uh, played at Purdue. I think Drew Brees broke, broke a lot of his records uh, when he played uh, for the Purdue, Purdue Ballermakers. But, yeah, Lynn Dawson did uh, pass away uh, sometime this morning. And I can still see the picture in the Super Bowl in New Orleans at O2 Lane Stadium. And he's sitting down on the bench and he's smoking a cigarette uh, during, <laughs> during the game. Uh, yes, uh, both uh, Hall of Fame uh, player and a broadcaster he died at 87 according to his family he actually was the news director or sports director at a television station in kansas city while he was still playing he began that in 66 did not know that uh anyway he was and he was one of the first uh i guess broadcasters with the the hbo uh series with uh regards to uh uh, the Was football inside the NFL. That's right. He yeah. he along. It seemed like I'm trying to remember who else. Nick Monacani. Yeah, and that's right. He, trying to remember. Maybe Gumbel was in there uh, initially. I'm not sure. Yeah, one of the uh, the Gumbel brothers. I'm not sure if it was Brian or his brother. But you know, Hank Stram called him the uh, the the finest uh, percentage passer in the uh, NFL. Uh, his completion rate back in that year was sixty one percent. Today, if you complete sixty percent of your passes, you're going to be on the lower end of the uh, total poll for quarterbacks. And uh, a Pro Bowler and uh, took the Chiefs uh, to the first Super Bowl. Of course, he had to take on Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers uh, in that uh, first Super Bowl. Uh, he was overmatched. He was 16 out of 27 for 211 yards. Of course, uh, three years later, they're in uh, Tulane Stadium to take on the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, uh, despite uh, Jets upsetting uh, the Colts the previous year, uh, Kansas City was also a deep uh, uh, underdog in that game. But he was 12 out of 17 for 142 yards, including a 
46-yard touchdown pass to Otis Taylor. I can still see Otis Taylor. Just a little pass out in the flat, and he's breaking tackles. And uh, it was elbows and ankle bones into the end zone. Of course, the Chiefs prevailed 23-7 to over Drew Cap. Uh, they call him the stick monster over there with Burt <laughs> Reynolds in the, in the, in the, uh, uh, the with the prisoners. Uh, the movie uh, name of the movie escapes me right now. Out of San longest Island. yard. Yeah, did the makeup on it. That's right. I think Joe Cat was the walking stick. Uh, that would have been in the original Burt Reynolds that, movie, not the right. Adam Sandler that's, movie. That's correct. Anyway, uh, and I was elected to the Hall of Fame at eighty-seven, and uh, Lynn Dawson. Went on to become an analyst for NBC as well as the longtime host who we talked about inside uh, the NFL. Uh, after a series of health issues, including uh, prostate cancer and a quadruple heart bypass surgery, uh, Dawson retired from broadcasting in 2017 following 33 years as the Chiefs' radio color analyst. So, Lynn Dawson, uh, no longer with us, a Hall of Fame quarterback and uh, I know uh, Hank Stram I got used to the term a moving pocket. Uh, which he used because Dawson was pretty mobile back then. He wasn't big man like like Montana, six one, maybe one hundred and eighty five pounds, but uh, could throw the football. And led the Chiefs to a Super Bowl, two Super Bowls, which uh, won one and lost one. So Lynn Dawson, uh, fine quarterback, passes away sometime late last night, early this morning. Uh, anything else, uh, Jeff? Uh, we're looking at uh, a few moments before we bring on oh, yeah. our first head coach, uh, which will be Artie Laos, I think, uh, at the 7.30 hour. Is that correct? Correct. Um, you know, a couple of headlines, and uh, we can dive into any of these, but Nick Saban gets a contract extension to make sure he remains the uh, most uh, highly paid head coach in college football. I think he had to pass up Kirby Smart, I think, to uh, win that allocate. Uh but, uh, yeah, I guess he's uh, – Saban's going to be 80 years old or plus still coaching uh, the Crimson Tide like Joe Pa up at Penn State, who was the head football coach there for, what, 40 years, I do believe. And what an amazing fall. Can Nick Saban see that kind of amazing fall from grace? It, I, I don't something? think so. Yeah, I think Saban uh, has his act together. Joe, But – let me tell you, Joe Pa. You know his kids. There were there were kids that wanted to go to Penn State, and he'd tell them. You know, Joe Pa was an English major at uh, the Ivy League school. He went to him. That's sure. I think it was Brown, maybe. And he said, "I want you to write me a little three-page report on this or that book, and uh, if you want an opportunity to play for Penn State, and kids would do that. You know, so uh, he ran a pretty good program. He just let things get away from him with his assistants, and it ended up costing him dearly." along with his reputation, too. Yeah, to say the least. Uh, but contract uh, for Saban increases uh, base compensation to 305000 over each year of the contract. However, the main part of his contract involves the uh, talent fee, which starts at $9,595,000 uh, during the 2022 20, season, increases to $12,395,000 at the end of the contract when Saban would be seventy nine. Additionally, Saban gets an $800,000 contract completion benefit each year between 22 and 25. Yeah, that's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I can remember coaches like Charlie Mack, who coached at LSU from 62 to 79. I mean, the, the board was straggling over uh, basically giving him a $5,000 raise, raising his annual salary from thirty to 35000 I mean, just when, when you look at uh, – what these coaches make today, and here they were arguing over the board over $5,000, whether they give Charlie Mack a raise. He's sitting out in his car in the parking lot at the uh, on the campus, you know, while the board's discussing his $5,000 a year raise back in the mid-'70s. So, uh, well, you know, it, it, we're not that far removed from a time where, uh, you know, it was thought that here the coaches had to manage these players, not so much uh, in the – collegiate level because uh, prior to NILs uh, players weren't technically paid but uh, there's a lot of talk about coaches at the professional level who make so much less than the players and how do you deal with these uh, things have changed a little bit coaches uh, managers of of baseball teams they're getting the big dollars now uh, that they weren't getting in the past and uh, that's a reasonable thing yeah, and you know what else I saw yesterday just going through uh, uh, my phone, just uh, different odds and ends of stories. 
Uh, they had a picture, a team picture of the Florida Gators, uh, of course, with uh, uh, Coach uh, Napier with his new okay, team. Okay, the, the current uh, Gators. Yeah, the current Gators. There were more assistants and personnel behind the team in the picture than there were players. There must have been close to 100 players, maybe a few. Maybe it, a- it, 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 I would imagine uh, in part you do that because you recognize that there's a lot of people who uh, support the program, um, athletic trainers and things such as that, just ball boys. I mean, those kind of people that keep the game going and fluid and it's nice that they recognize those folks as being part of the team. And, and but I guess the point I'm making that years ago when uh, you saw team pictures and all with regards to uh, uh, the football team picture, they had, you know, the assistant coaches and maybe a, a few student managers. And everybody, if your team had uh, 80 players on it, you probably had uh, 90, 95 people in the picture, four rows of people in the first group of sitting on the ground with their legs folded and all. But – I'm telling you, this picture went went 12 to 15 deep <laughs> with 25 across. I'd never seen anything like that before. And it just it goes back to... to you know, Faces look just I like mean, dots. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty accurate. You know, yeah, everybody's in the picture. You can't tell who's who, but everybody's in the picture. Literally everybody. And uh, I'm, su- I'm surprised they have ticket handlers in the picture, too. But, I mean, just to look back... Just maybe 25, 30 years ago, team pictures, uh, you know, before the season starts, you all dressed up press day and all and fan appreciation day or whatever you have. But uh, I just I was floored by the the size and the numbers in that uh, particular picture with the people. I'm going to try to Google it and see if I can't recall it. Maybe uh, show you later on during the show. There we go. Anyway, uh, we're looking at uh, about three minutes away from uh, the bottom of the hour. And uh, we've got Coach uh, uh, Artie Laosa on uh, here on Kane Radio Bayou Sports with that. So, Jeff, let's uh, go ahead and take a break, and let's see if we can get Coach Laosa on the phone to tell us a little bit about his Delcom team and the year coming up. So you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with uh, Coach Artie Laosa right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Corner Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 19 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day every day other than during bands and special benefits. Monthly bingo is back this Wednesday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot and six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris and thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern Best Bar and More this year's Best of the Tesh. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Tony Landry along with Jeff Boggs. And on the line with us is uh, head football coach of the Delcom Panthers, Artie Laosa. Artie, good morning and uh, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you all. Anyway, uh, Coach, uh, how are things going? You know, uh, it's your first time on uh, Bayou Sports here. 
uh, this year. And, uh, Coach, uh, tell us a little bit about your team and uh, how did the scrimmage go and were you able to scrimmage uh, last week with all the inclement weather? Yeah, luckily we were able to get it in. Uh, we scrimmaged on Wednesday against uh, Elton. Uh, they came to us and, uh, you know, we had a pr- pretty good showing. Uh, we stayed pretty basic and our uh, – you know, our, our new we got our new running backs, a lot of carries in there, and we tried to throw the ball a little bit, and we were able to get a little bit of a passing game going. So overall, it was a pretty good experience. Um, you know, the, the weather, like you said, has been an issue. We've only been able to practice outside about three times this preseason. So uh, that's kind of been tough for us, and we'll see how that works out in the Jamboree tomorrow night. And speaking of the Jamboree, there was some question about whether or not you'd be able to host it there in Delcom or – Move it to Nish. Has a decision been made there? Yeah, we're going to have to go ahead and uh, move it to Nish. Uh, we made that decision yesterday. Our fields are just saturated. We can't even get on it to, to mow or practice or anything. Yeah, you know, I, I saw a pretty interesting picture of the Southern Medi- Methodist uh, Stadium where uh, the field was underwater except the 15-yard line had bubbled up. Uh, the artificial surface had bubbled up against that, uh, so... Yeah, unfortunately, uh, a lot of uh, rain, uh, but again, uh, everybody has got to deal with it in a similar fashion, I guess, and you hope it all plays out equal. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think some of the schools that have turf uh, have a little bit of advantage there because even if it rains all day, as long as there's no lightning, they can go out uh, and practice. As a matter of fact, we may have to schedule some practices at Nish here in the next week uh, and just go a little bit later when they get off of practice so we can get ready for week one. Understood. Tell us a little bit about uh, your team, uh, obviously making the playoffs last year uh, and building upon that after a bit of a drought there in the postseason. Yeah, well, you know, last year was our first winning season in over a decade, and uh you know, our, our, we had a big junior class. We lost five seniors to graduation. We returned uh, 12 starting juniors, and we picked up two more, uh, well, 12 seniors now, and we picked up two more seniors. So we have a big senior class this year, guys who have started for us for three and four years. And uh, it's been a, we've been inside a lot, but it's been a good uh, fall practice with the guys really understanding what we're doing and kind of fine-tuning things more than, you know, there's not so much of a learning curve this this fall gotcha uh tell us uh, about some of the guys uh we need to keep an eye on this year well you know parker leblanc returns at uh quarterback for us the second year starter at quarterback he did a great job for us last year so we're going to ask him to throw the ball a little more this year um we have uh jackson wiggins who was a slot receiver for us last year and a free safety we're moving him to running back and middle linebacker so uh he's a senior and you know, we're looking for him to come up big and fill in those spots to solidify us there. If he can do that, we feel like we'll be okay. And we have five returning starters on the offensive line, which is great, and that's kind of anchored by Chad Olivier, who's a four-year starter for us. So, um, you know, and, and both sides of the ball, really, offense and defensive line. So we have a lot of, lot of things to be hopeful about this year. You know, we just have to put it all together and get some wins on Friday night. Uh, and t- Coach, tell us a little bit uh, about, uh, I know you have the Jamboree this uh, this coming week. Uh, well, your first game, you open up with who, and uh, what do you anticipate uh, for the rest of the year uh, with your team? Uh, with uh, How many young men do you have uh, dressed out right now? We have 41 dressed out, which is the most. Uh, we, we usually have around 30, so we're about 10 above what we usually are, so that's great. Uh, tomorrow night we're going to open up. It's going to be us versus Highland in the first game at 6, and then Lauraville and Generette will play uh, in the second game. And, and, of course, the big schools, because they play week one, are, are playing in different jamborees this year. But, uh, you know, so it should be a good night tomorrow night. Hopefully the weather stays off. And, you know, we have a pretty pretty tough non-district. Uh, you know, we open up with Centerville. Uh, they have a new coach, so we don't know what to expect from them. And then we have Hanson, St. Paul's, Lake Arthur, and Westminster. So each week it kind of gets a little bit tougher there leading into district. Yeah, well, that's a, it's a good start, too. You, you'll find out a lot about your team before you head into district play, and uh, which is a good point. And uh, I can remember Parker LeBlanc. He's a fine athlete, too, uh, also. And correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure he's a baseball player, too, isn't he? Yes, yes, he plays uh, baseball and uh, runs track for us as well. Yeah, so a pretty good athlete, too, and I can remember him last year in a game I saw that uh, 
He uh, made some nice runs and uh, didn't throw the ball a lot in that particular game, but uh, did a good job for you running the football, too, though. Uh, so I find uh, keeping him uh, going on your team uh, will add to, hopefully, the victory column for you. Yeah, you know, if he can stay healthy, we should, you know, have a good bit of success on offense. As far as the Jamboree, uh, tell us uh, about uh, the format. I would imagine since there's only uh, two matchups, uh, going with 15-minute halves? I think we're going to go 12-minute 12, 12 halves, I believe. And, uh, you know, each game be just about a half a game there. We'll have about a 20-minute break between each game. And, um, you know, just kind of keep it rolling like that. As far as uh, ticketing, and again, since the move to Nish, uh, I'm not sure if, if you had sold tickets in advance and if that's a factor, uh, but uh, obviously uh, availability at the gate. Yeah, well, there's there $7 uh, availability at the school pre, pregame, which I think will end today or tomorrow, and then $10 at the gate uh, there at Nish if you show up at Nish. Very good. Uh, any idea when the doors open uh, with the kickoff at 6? I would think probably about 5 o'clock we can expect the gates to be open and people can start coming in, getting concessions, and getting comfortable. There you go. And hopefully the weather holds off. Uh, do, do you picture a scenario where you say, now it's just too much rain, uh, or do you guys uh, uh, chug through the rain? Well, I, I think we'd have to, one, one lightning would definitely right. shut us down. But as far as rain, you know, I think that would be a decision amongst the coaches as far as safety for the kids and things like that. So it would be a wait-and-see scenario. Very good. Well, Coach, uh, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, we look forward to talking to you at about this time uh, each Wednesday morning throughout your season. And But, again, thanks for joining us, and best of luck in hosting tomorrow night's Jamboree. Sounds good. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Uh, you're quite welcome, and good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate Coach Arnie Lyos uh, of Delcom. And coming up uh, in a few, uh, about seven eight minutes or so we'll uh, check in with the opponent tomorrow night uh tomorrow night's uh jamboree against delcom uh talk to coach uh, rick hudson that's correct you know delcom's one of those schools in double a that's just right on the uh cusp of being a single a school with the number of students they have uh, it's amazing that uh right up the road from them erath is uh going from uh, an a school all the way up to a AAA school. Now, I'm not even sure if they might have hit 4A at one time with numbers. Uh, of course, they're getting some of that overflow from the Lafayette uh, movement more recent all. But uh, anyway, I'm looking at the... Uh, and I know nobody in Delcom wants to hear it, but I've always thought those two schools should combine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and even one time, one of our nice sponsors, uh, McDonald's with Larry Miller, thought about putting up, a, 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 I guess, a McDonald's out in that area and uh, for whatever reason backed off on it. But uh, in the meantime, looking at it, Centerville, they take on Centerville. They're going to go to Centerville to play a game, uh, then come back home uh, to play Hanson Memorial. Uh, and then Pope John Paul of Slidell. Uh, I'm not sure if his dad coached out there. I know his dad coached in Slidell, but I'm not sure he coached at uh, Pope John Paul II uh, High School over there. Then Lake Arthur, who usually has some pretty decent teams. They play them away. Uh, Lake Arthur's a double-A school. And then uh, also uh, they play uh, uh, a team out of uh, Opelousas. I'm not sure who that may be. Uh, and then Franklin, then they get into Catholic High, West St. Mary, uh, Episcopal, uh, Ascension Episcopal, I should say. Then Lauraville's their last uh, uh, game, uh, uh, November the 4th. So uh, Coach Lowe's, and like he said, first time they had a winning season in, did he say, 10 or 12 years? So, uh, And I know last year they beat Catholic High for the first time in uh, a good many years. So uh, a lot going for him right now with uh, – he. he Told us about 40 men out on his roster and all, and a lot of returning starters back. So uh, things are looking up for the Delcom Panthers this year, Jeff. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, what a great fan base, too. Uh, one of the uh, those communities like Lorville that supports their team so well. And it's fun to uh, do a game out there just because, you know, uh, the fan base is so fired up. Um, Westminster is the team they're playing. Uh, okay, that's right. He did mention Westminster. That you are correct. I couldn't think of. Uh, I thought West. I don't know why I thought Westminster was out of Lafayette or right on the outskirts of Lafayette. But uh, I stand corrected. At one point, I want to say it was. I think they may have moved. Okay, at some right. point. Um, but yeah, they're going to play uh, that game at home, though. So 
Yeah, they take uh, the uh, Delcom game we'll be doing this year. To my uh, recollection, is on October the fourteenth when they take on the Panthers. Uh, Catholic High travels to play uh, Delcom in Delcom, uh, and that'll be on Kane Radio on Friday the fourteenth of uh, October. So we look forward to that game. And uh, and Parker LeBron is a fine athlete. Jackson uh, Wiggins he mentioned uh, also. Wiggins also one of those athletes that plays football, basketball, and baseball. For the Delcom Panthers, and uh, and of course, uh, Jeff, we've got our pocket guides in. I was going to say, speaking of Wiggins, uh, we got our friend over at uh, High Point Automotive. Yes, and that's uh, Grandpa. That's Grandpa uh, to Jackson high Wiggins. High Tech, I said High yeah. Point. Yeah, yeah High, high tech. tech. That's automotive. correct. That's uh, Jackson's Grandpa, who's a sponsor of ours on our pocket guide, and also uh, sponsors other Delcom events and all for us. So uh, looking forward to uh, a good matchup there. No doubt. Pocket Guide uh, available. I know Teddy started to distribute them to our sponsor locations. Had a gentleman come into the studios yesterday and uh, pick up uh, Kane Pocket Guide. But big thanks to our sponsors. I'm going to mention a few of them here. The Corner Grocery in Laurelville. I'm not sure if they are at all of these locations. But again, uh, it will be by tomorrow, if not today. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're at the Rain Tree Market in Sherrington. I'm pretty sure that was one of Teddy's stops yesterday. I want to thank our friends at Bonan Tire and Service next to Catholic High and Great American Cookies in the Bayou Landing Shopping Center. First National Bank of Generate Caribbean Ice uh, Company. Uh, ticket. Uh, we don't have pocket guides at Coca-Cola, but big thanks to Coca-Cola for sponsoring the pocket guide, among other uh, broadcast opportunities here at Kane and right next door at DJW Insurance. Yes, and uh, just a host of other uh, sponsors for us. Suit up, a new sponsor for us here uh, in that regard. So uh, it just, uh, just a, a hybrid of uh, sponsors for us and our great pocket guide we've been having here at Kane Radio for many years. Uh, Ace uh, Hardware is another one. Uh, uh, just on and on with the people that uh, sponsor us, Sammy Broussard, the Corner Grocery out of Lorville. So uh, just a lot of sponsors for us, Jeff. And we do appreciate these people that uh, help us put this pocket guide together for us. And, again, uh, you can pick up the pocket guide. Uh, with, And we should mention, too, what's, uh, the, uh, all the um, Iberia LHSAA schedules in there. And we apologize to Acadiana Christian School uh, that we didn't uh, work them in. But, uh, again, also West St. Mary, um, Tulane schedule, UL schedule, the Saints schedule, LSU schedule, uh, and one handy little pocket guide um, that you can fold up, put it in your wallet, or easy uh, to put on the back pocket. Pick up two, maybe, and, uh, you know, uh, put them on the refrigerator. Yeah, even keep one at your desk at work. Uh, to remind you of maybe a, what game you maybe want to even attend or listen to, of course, our Kane broadcast schedule uh, on a pocket guide. So, uh, anyway, uh, a very informative, great to have. We've been doing it for many years. And, uh, Since 2006. Yeah. So. And, and I remember it well. Uh, Terry Harris and I were having lunch, and I mean, we were probably sitting at Clementine at the time, and uh, I, I drew it up uh, as an idea, concept, uh, because, you know, we all had – I, I can't say we all had, but baseball teams would have about a, a threefold uh, schedule. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, and I always had one for the Cubs or the White Sox, and you, you know, again, slide it in your wallet, and it was there before the Internet, before you could go to your phone and say, okay, who's <laughs> where, and all those uh, other opportunities we have now, we, we didn't have then. And I thought, uh, why don't we do that with all the area schools uh, and, again, a couple of uh, professional opportunities, those kind of things. And, um, of course, find sponsors to to support it and benefit from it. Um, We believe advertising is a benefit. So, um, and we've been doing it ever since 2006. Yeah, and it's been a great pocket guide for us. We've expanded it over the years and uh, included other programs and teams. And I want to thank all our sponsors, and they're available now. Uh, If not, you can stop by the studio and pick up a couple uh, for friends. In the meantime, Jeff, uh, we need to maybe take a break and uh, bring on uh, Coach Rick Hudson. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back next with head football coach Rick Hudson. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, 
the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on this hump day, August the 24th. And on the line with us is head football coach of the, uh, of the Bears, uh, Rick Hudson. Good morning, Rick, and welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. How things going, Coach? Uh, you're preparing, I guess, for the jamboree, or you think you need uh, waiters uh, to play uh, come Friday night? Well, I tell you what, it's been a it's been a wet week for sure, and right now it's probably raining as hard as it's rained all week. So, uh, you know, the, the jamboree has been moved to Nish, and I'm really glad for that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we were just talking to Coach Delcom, uh, the Delcom coach, Coach uh, Liuza, about. That move, uh, and again, it's tomorrow evening. Uh, yours is the first of uh, the two matchups, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We'll play at 6 o'clock, and then Generate and Lorville will play after us. What, what did we learn from the scrimmage, uh, assuming you were able to get that scrimmage in? We were able to get it in, and their field was actually in, in much better condition than I thought it was going to be with all the rain that we had last week. Uh, it was a little bit sloppy for both teams. You could tell uh, that... We hadn't had as much practice time as we might normally have had because of the weather. Uh, but uh, actually, as the, as the scrimmage went on, I think both teams kind of settled down. We had some a lot a lot of illegal procedure penalties uh, in the first you know several plays. But after things kind of calmed down, I think both teams got something good out of it. Yeah, I I, I hear a lot of criticism from people who say they over officiate in uh, scrimmages or jamborees. But how important is it to let players know that? What they're doing is uh, something they shouldn't be doing. I think it's very important because if you let it go, then when you get in your first ball game and that, that kid thinks he's going to get away with it, uh, he doesn't get away with it and it costs the team big time. No doubt. So, again, uh, as you move from the scrimmage to the jamboree, what kind of adjustments do you make, if at all? Well, we made a couple of personnel adjustments. Uh, you know, we were kind of experimenting with a couple of kids and seeing if they could play different positions. Uh, other than that, it's just really uh, having a video that you can put on put on TV of them going against somebody else uh, and making corrections off of that, and uh, and and I think that's very beneficial. You know, with today's technology, you know, those kids can go take that home. But we're actually watching the game. Uh, on our phones on the way home because uh, we already had it uploaded by then. There you go. Tell us uh, again a little bit about the makeup of your team and uh, what we can expect against Delcom tomorrow night. What, and what do you know about Delcom at this point? Well, we played them last year in the Jamboree, uh, held at Laurelville, and uh, schematically they're the same thing uh, this year as they were last year. Uh, Personnel is a little different. They've got a lot of the same linemen, so that means they're pretty good up front. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, Artie's a wing T guy, but he's kind of incorporating some spread principles uh, into their offense, which makes it uh, different to defend than a traditional wing T team. Uh, 
Um, uh, I think we'll, I think it'll be a competitive matchup based on what I saw off the scrimmages. There you go. And as you get ready for the kickoff of the uh, regular season, home of Christian, uh, uh, at this point, have you looked uh, ahead and to uh, what you expect from them? No, we we haven't swapped films with them. Uh, that might be something that we do today. Normally, it's the Wednesday prior to the to the week that you play, and we haven't uh, we haven't done that. They've got a new coach over there, so it'll be di- and, and and honestly, we haven't played them the last two years because of uh, COVID and Hurricane Ida last year. So uh, they've got a new coach from the last time we played them three years ago, and uh, their jamboree is tomorrow night. Uh, excuse me, Friday night. So we will probably go over and take a. a, a an actual eyeball uh, look at what they have. Uh, Coach, uh, looking at your schedule right now, of course, as you mentioned, Homer Christian, I see where you play. Maryville is not in your district, even though they're in in between some of your district games. Is that correct? Right. Uh, this year, we, you know, they added Generet uh, to our district, so we had an odd number of teams, which meant everybody had an open date somewhere on the district schedule, and, and uh, we drew week six. And as we got to looking around the state to try to find a week six games, there just weren't very many options. And uh, Maryville was one of those options. It's about a two-hour drive. And uh, so, you know, we, we got to talking on the phone and decided that would be a good matchup for both of us. And, and so that's what, why they sit where they do in the schedule. Uh, are they also a single-leg uh, ball club? Yes. Or are they, a double, yeah. they are a single-leg no, ball club? Single okay. Yeah, they're okay. actually in the district over there with uh, Hamilton Christian and okay. Oh, and okay. okay. Blake All Charles right. area. And uh, and things are going well for you uh, uh, with regards to healthy your team in good shape right now with all the right, we don't have, Yeah, we we hadn't. We, that was the other thing. You always, always want to come out of a scrimmage and a jamboree. If you, you can come out healthy, that's that's a big benefit. That that way you start your season healthy. And and uh, knock on wood, we we were healthy last week, and hopefully we'll stay the same this week. Very good. Coach, uh, I, I know we focus on football in these conversations, but I know you guys uh, are very proud of uh, some of your other programs, and I would imagine volleyball uh, getting ready to begin, if not already. Yes, they actually had their jamboree last night at Southside and uh, won both contests. The varsity and the JV won their contest. So i uh, got a new coach this year, Coach China Brooks. Uh, she's a New coach, uh, actually played volleyball at Nish while I was coaching over there, so I'm very familiar with her before she came to Highland. And, uh, you know, we've got a good tradition over here in volleyball, and, I, and hopefully uh, we're going to be able to keep that going this year. Very good. Anything else going on at Highland? Uh, any news? Yes, we've got, uh, got cross-country going on right now, and, uh, you know, they're kind of suffering the same way we are with all the lightning delays and rain and things like that. But uh, they're out there every day. I see them going around our campus <laughs> You just have to respect those kids. Uh, not not many people want to do that type of uh, uh, training anymore these days. It's tough, and and uh, you, like I said, it's just uh, you have to respect the kids that do that. Uh, no doubt about it, Coach. Uh, we we'll look forward to talking to you next week uh, following the jamboree and in advance of Week One's uh, game against Homa Christian. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you're able to. Get in a good week of practice. Uh, again, the rain uh, expecting to continue to fall, and hopefully, though, uh, you can get some quality time in. That's what we're all praying for right now. There you go. Coach, always a pleasure. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you all. Appreciate Coach Rick Hudson over at Highland Baptist. And, again, uh, support those Bears. Oh, you're right. Uh, the Bears have done a good job in the short time that school's been around Uh Played in the state championship girls basketball game a couple years ago. So, uh, you know, they've done a great job. Uh, Things are going well for them. And Coach Hudson, as he mentioned to us, I think the first time he came on the air with Bayou Sports, I think he said this was his fourth year at Highland Baptist. So uh, trying to uh, make some changes there and uh, get the Bears going. And uh, they've had their share. Remember, Jeff, uh, I don't know if it was maybe 12, 13 years ago, the first game they ever played, we we broadcast on Kane Radio at the Nish, the new Nish High School and uh, football field, and uh, the Bears came yeah, out. In fact, we did it on the track. That's, that, that's when they were <laughs> still playing. It was uh, well, it's the current stadium, the Correct. current physical location. Yes, but it wasn't the new stadium with that's, the turf. It was then their track field. Nish's football team was still playing at Porter, uh, but yeah, uh, in fact, uh, Island. 
It was their first victory. That's right. Uh, they beat the team from, I think it was Homer Christian they played. Maybe and, so. And I, I think, and I could be, I st- might stay corrected, I think Holland at the time only had 12 or 13 kids on the team, you know, with 11 on the field. And I know Coach Artie Laos, who was it there was at the before time. before they were LHSAA. That, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. And uh, won the game in uh, a hard-fought game, a high-scoring game, but a hard-fought game. And it was a lot of fun that night. No, no doubt about it. Anyway, uh, wow. Just thinking back on it. Uh, well, we do have a couple of Highland games on the schedule. Um, we're going to see them, I think, in week four. No, week three against St. John. Okay. And uh, St. John. Uh, a little bit later down the road against Generette. Yeah, St. John's out of Plaquemine, Louisiana, the city, not the parish. And, Correct. Uh, then Generette, who moved down to Class A this past year, uh, will represent uh, the Tigers. Uh, so uh, have a good mix of games and all. So we'll see how that's all going to take off. Uh, just looking for any other, uh, maybe just breaking stories here, going through uh, uh, info and all. Uh, we mentioned earlier about the death of uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Lynn Dawson, who was uh, one of the originals of uh, HBO's uh, Inside Football. So, uh, anyway, uh, with Inside that, the NFL. Yeah, correct. I'm, I'm correcting myself there, Inside the NFL. And then uh, I see where Fernando Tatis, after 11 days, uh, apologized <laughs> uh, for his 80-game suspension. And that takes him into into next year, pretty much into next year. Looks like Kevin oh, yeah, Dur- yeah. Kevin Dur- Durant's going to stay with the Nets, and uh, uh, you know he was disgruntled, wanted out of Brooklyn. But uh, in the meantime, looks like he's going to have to move on. And I see well, ABC will air the 2023 uh, NCAA D1 Women's Basketball Championship. It's first time on network TV since 1995. So. Uh, CBS is going to have that done. Did you say CBS or yeah. ABC? Let's see. Uh, ABC, excuse yeah, me. It was it, on CBS. Uh, no, it had been on ESPN, hadn't it? Yeah, you're correct. And CBS is going to air, the, uh, I think, the soccer championship uh, for the first time ever in prime time. So uh, things going on in the sporting world, of course, again. Getting back to Fernando Tatis. Uh, yeah. In talking about the, the suspension. Gee, I think I'll have shoulder surgery, too. Since I got a little downtime, I'm uh, going to go ahead and have uh, shoulder surgery. There was you know, a lot of hope that he was going to start his uh, minor league rehab assignment uh, before news of the uh, performance-enhancing drugs. So he was about ready to come back onto the field, but apparently now's a good time to get that sol- shoulder surgery. And you wonder, though, too, okay, Major League Baseball suspends you, if you had announced you were thinking about that surgery before, would the suspension have it been included in that time, or do you wait for him to be ready to play again before you suspend him? Yeah, it sounds like Michael Thomas all over again. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, DirecTV, you know, which has uh, for years exclusively broadcast the NFL's lucrative Sunday ticket package, uh, struck a deal with Amazon Prime, Jeff Prime, and I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to work out uh, you might be more familiar with it than i am well i tell you one thing uh, as someone who likes to watch out of market games and i, I know you uh, subscribe to mlb uh, as well as i do to you watch card and by the way cubs and cardinals split yesterday i'm, I'm trying to figure out how you had a one to nothing game in game one monday night uh, yesterday's day game rookie uh, for the cubs um uh, he, yeah, Assad, yes. Uh, comes in, uh, throws four beautiful innings, got into a little trouble in the fifth inning. They pull him out, but the Cubs win 2 nothing, And then all of a sudden the bats come out for uh, St. Louis, score 13 runs uh, in uh, the nightcap last night. And they'll continue that series this evening and tomorrow evening. But um, I, I'm excited about the opportunity of streaming those games uh, because uh, we'll be able to watch multiple games at a time. True. That, you know? that is and, true. Uh, I'm a prime member. I have been for uh, many years, but um, I, I I think it's going to offer up more people the opportunity. You know, DirecTV was, you know, you had to have DirecTV to right. watch the Sunday ticket. And some people didn't want to abandon their cable. They didn't want to uh, whatever put a dish on their roof or do whatever uh, it took to get DirecTV. And so many more people will have an opportunity to watch these games. Uh, granted, you're you're kind of a slave to the internet, and you need uh, to make sure you got some decent speed. Uh, 
but but again, I think it'll open many more doors to folks. And of course, we're talking about next season, not this season. That's correct. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's the evolution, I think, of uh, how uh, TV broadcast or, or sporting uh, uh, events will be broadcast in the coming years, too. Uh, I, I never would have thought um, streaming hockey would have been a good idea. But, you know, ESPN Plus took that over. Uh, you can't get it on your cable. You, you have to do it through ESPN Plus, unless your cable system allows you to stream. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's a, a format of Cox that allows for streaming within their uh, box. Don't have it, so I, I'm, I'm not wholly uh, familiar with it. But uh, I, I thought that was going to be a bad idea until I got it. And uh, I've been an ESPN Plus subscriber for about four or five years anyway. So I, I saved the money. Not only uh, did I, I was already paying for ESPN Plus, didn't have to pay for the NHL center ice package anymore, and the streams are great. Um, I, I remember trying to watch hockey on my laptop back in 2015 or 16 or so, and it was tough. I yeah. mean, the, the pace of the game, moving back and forth, uh, streaming had trouble keeping up with hockey, but now it's not a problem at yeah, all. Yeah, and it's uh, the same. I, I think I'm watching normal cable. Yeah, with with myself, uh, ESPN Plus, and, uh, and that package is going up, I believe, uh, $3 uh, soon if it hadn't already done uh, recently. I think it's going from six ninety nine to nine ninety nine. You're kidding me. Yeah, I had not. I hadn't received that note. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. So uh, anyway, it was it's four ninety nine when I first. <laughs> it was. That's right. That's right. So uh, anyway, uh, you know, got to pay the got to pay the piper if you want to stream. So uh, I, I personally think that's at the end of it. I think in the next three to four years, you'll see another two or three dollar jump. So uh, anyway, in the meantime. Uh, streaming is it's here to stay. I mean, uh, that's just this part of uh, uh, what's going to take place if and, you want to watch again, sporting events. The changing demographic. Uh, yes. You and I uh, will move on from this earth at some point, uh, but there are kids right now picking up their phones, and, and I, had to, I was giving a bum grief. He's got a cell phone. He's on the phone uh, earlier this morning. That's why the baseball bat's right there. Oh, okay. In, in case you were wondering. Yeah, I did. Uh, no, I, no, when no, I walked in, uh, I thought maybe you had an unwanted uh, visitor. So, uh, you know, he's bumming for uh, you know, cigarettes, picking them out of the ash tr- you know, and, and bumming people for money, but he's uh, on his cell phone. He's got a smartphone, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, all kinds, all kinds uh, in that regard. Uh, you know, the Little League's coming down before we take our next break. Little League's coming down to the international team and the uh, United States team will be playing for a championship hopefully in the next few days. They've had trouble with weather up there, too. So yeah, I, uh, I saw the tarp coming out yesterday. After, I'm watching the Cub game, but we also had uh, the Little League World Series on. And no rain. But I guess there was some lightning that uh, brought the tarp out. And there were a couple of scattered showers uh, in that area. But... Here's an interesting storyline from the Little League World Series. They have addressed what could have been perceived as a racially insensitive moment during the broadcast of uh, the Little League uh, Classic, the Major League Baseball Little League Classic. And that's where, when the Major League exactly, teams are playing. Exactly. Footage showed players from the Midwest region team placing cotton from a stuffed animal on the head of a black player. And Little League has looked into the situation. Officials spoke to the team and the parents of the player involved as part of its review of the incident. Following that review, Little League World Series came to the conclusion that there was no ill intent behind the action shown. Quoting, during the broadcast of the MLB Little League Classic, a Midwest player was shown with filling from a stuffed animal given away at the game on his head. After speaking with the team as well as reviewing photos, multiple players on the Midwest region team were taking part in this while enjoying the game. As only one player appeared on the broadcast, Little League International understands that the actions shown could be perceived as racially insensitive. We've spoken with the player's mother and coaches who have assured us that there was no ill intent behind the actions shown during the broadcast. Following the loss to the Great Lakes region on August 18th, the Midwest region has won consecutive games against the Northwest region and the Mountain region to keep its hopes alive. The Midwest region will now take on 
the Southwest region at uh, 6 o'clock today, I guess. Yeah, and I think the winners of that uh, end up heading to the uh, Little League World Series, which generally is played Saturday, I do believe. I don't know if it's Sunday maybe also, but I know usually for years gone by it was played on a Saturday, but we'll see how that uh, – a lot of things have changed with uh, the international game and the United States with the two different divisions uh, and each team settling into a world championship. Yeah, today, um, what do we have? I think I have today's schedule. I think there are four teams left. Uh, I think they play uh, the winners advance to the championship game. Or maybe they might have, I, I, is it? I'm trying to remember if it's double elimination or not. I, You know, again, you know, one of the things about it is they want to guarantee uh, that there will be a finality to right. it. Uh, and so I'm not sure if they do a best of... Uh, Three or uh, just a winner take all? Yeah, generally, it was a winner take all. And uh, that was what, three years ago that the team from uh, uh, River Ridge won the world championship, I do believe, uh, as they beat a team from, uh, uh, I want to say it was uh, maybe South America. I don't think it was one of the, the ta- Taiwan teams or not. But uh, we'll have something about the Taiwan teams later on in uh, today in sports history. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if all of these were elimination games. Uh, uh, the one I did see, the Mid-Atlantic uh, defeating Great Lakes 10 to nothing in just four innings. Littlest kid on the team. Had to be the littlest kid on the team. Hits a three-run double to uh-huh. go from 7 to nothing to 10 to nothing in the bottom of the fourth inning. Mid-Atlantic uh, beat Great Lakes 10 to nothing. Latin America defeated Panama. Eight to one, the Caribbean defeated Canada four to two. Southwest over Midwest four to nothing. So uh, little league baseball, the World Series up in Williamsport, and I do believe they play on two or three fields now. It used to at least two. Yeah, it was at one time just that one field, but they because of the bringing in the international teams and all, I think they built another field right next to each other, contiguous. So uh, they play the games. And, Where, where's the major league game played? That's a good question. I think there's a minor league team up in that area uh, in Williamsport. So I think it's a Phillies associate somewhere up in that area. Okay. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that's what uh, that's what it is. So anyway. Uh, I think the Cubs were scheduled to play uh, one of those games. But I think COVID uh, interrupted that okay. series for a little bit. So. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break uh, in a few moments. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Today in Sports History, August the 24th, uh, right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. The Corner Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU, and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 9 Tennis Main across from McDonald's Best Drink Prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. Monthly bingo is back this Wednesday. Ten games beginning at 7. Four winners split the pot, and six others win a bar tab. Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. And thanks again for voting the Quarter Tavern, Best Bar, and more for this year's Best of the Tesh. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. 
Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on August the 24th, hump day. Uh, today in sports history in 1908, Canadian uh, champion Tommy Burns knocks out Bill Squires in the 13th round at Sydney Stadium in Australia to retain the heavyweight boxing title. Of course, Burns goes on to hold that title for a few years and ends up getting beat by uh, Jack Johnson, uh, the African-American boxer who was a heavyweight champion for a few years. 1912, the New York City uh, ticker tape parade for Jim Thorpe and the victorious U.S. Olympians coming back from uh, from uh, Sweden uh, from the Olympics. In 1918, the Cubs win the earliest pennant ever. The season ended on September 2nd. They conquered their pennant in 1918. Elsewhere in 1919, having pitched into the ninth inning, Cleveland's Ray Caldwell is flattened with a bolt of lightning, Jeff, and goes on to record the final out for the Indians in a 2-1 win over the Philadelphia A's. Can you imagine pitching getting hit by a bolt of lightning while you're pitching? Why why am I thinking about the time um, uh, Randy Johnson hit that bird? Yeah, that seagull. That's right. For some reason, I'm I'm picturing that right now. That was just unbelievable the feathers were flying and uh, i think peter got on him about that too yeah, anyway well, yeah, like it's his fault yeah just really anyway in 1938 virgil truck strikes out uh, his 418th batter it's the highest season total uh, for organized baseball in andalusia uh, in an alabama florida league game but 400 and virgil tux goes on to pitch in the major leagues through a no hitter too i think when he was pitching with the tigers also pitched with the yankees back in the day 1940 red sox left fielder Ted Williams pitches the last two innings in a 12 to 1 loss to the Tigers he allows three hits and a run of course the Cubs last night brought in a uh, brought in a pitcher and they pinch it Albert Pujols and he drills him in the crowd <laughs> going to see Pujols at least get a time to swing elsewhere uh, in 45 Cleveland's ace Bob Feller returns from the Navy and strikes out 12 in 51, Bill Vec, he's at it again. Fans manages night. The Browns defeat the A's 5-3. to three. The Browns coaches hold up place cards for fans to vote on the strategy options. I remember seeing articles about that. Uh, and uh, Bill Vec, always something different. Uh, 1962, the Dodger coach, Leo DeRocha, suffers a near-fatal allergic reaction to penicillin injection while in the clubhouse at the Polo Grounds in New York City. Uh, of course, uh, DeRocha Goes on, uh, still coaching, coached the Astros and the Cubs. Co- led the Cubs almost to a pennant to the Miracle Mets. Decided to turn that around in 69. Ruined my baseball innocence. Yeah, it sure did. 1963, John Pinnell is the first person to pole vault 17 feet. Of course, Pinnell, originally from Memphis, uh, uh, spent a year or two at uh, Northeast up in Monroe pole vaulting for their track team. 1972, Gordy Howe inducted to the Ice Hockey Hall of Fame. In 79, uh, NFL fans, 60,000, almost 61,000 of them, choose the old Patriots logo over the new one. In 1982, Casey's John Wathan uh, steals his 31st base in route to 36. It's a catcher's record. You imagine a catcher stealing 36 bases, Jeff? Mm. That's unbelievable. Elsewhere in 1991, Taiwan already captures its 15th Little League World Series by a score of 11 to nothing. Of course, uh, we talked about that in a couple shows earlier. Taiwan was was reaching out to a quarter of a million people to find their little leaguers when most little leagues were selecting somewhere from around fifteen to 30,000 kids out there, all-star teams. So uh, that kind of, you don't see Taiwan too much in the uh, international championship game. 2006, after signing a one-day contract with the 49ers, Jerry Rice officially retires from the NFL. Uh, that's all you got to say, Jerry Rice, and everybody knows. 2008, the Summer Olympics in Beijing become the most watched event ever on TV. Nearly 5 billion people watched that in 70% of the world's population. Mm. Birthdays today, born in 52, Mike Shanahan, coach, football coach of the Broncos, born in Illinois. 1960, Cal Ripken Jr., Baseball Hall of Fame shortstop, Major League consecutive game record streak, born in Havre de Grace, Maryland. I think it was 2,632 games. Everybody remembers 2130, but mm-hmm. I think it was 2632 with uh, Cal Ripken when he uh, broke the record. Anyway, 1965, Reggie Miller born in this day, the NBA guard with the Indiana Pacers and won a gold medal in 96, born in Riverside, California. And the quote of the day, I, I need to pull Teddy into this. Hopefully he'll hear this. Hammer and Hank Aaron. 
He said, it took me 17 years to get 3,000 hits in baseball. It took me one afternoon on the golf course. There you go. <laughs> so Hammer and Hank uh, slugging away on the golf course. So don't think he ever took up the game of golf. But, Jeff, uh, today in sports history, August the 24th, hump day. Uh, back to you for any additional headlines. No, no headlines, but uh, big thanks to our guests today. Uh, again, want to thank Coach Artie Lowe's at Delcom and his opponent tomorrow night in the uh, Jamboree, uh, Rick Hudson from Highland Baptist. Another pair of coaches tomorrow at about 7.30, Josh Learman from Nish uh, scheduled to join us. And uh, about 8 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Carol Olivier from uh, Assembly Christian School. So looking forward to that and talking about eight-man football. Yeah, that's right. So uh, they play eight-man football. Hopefully we can learn a little bit, and i got to study up on that some more. But uh, they do play eight-man football in the state of Louisiana, and I think it is sponsored by the Louisiana High School Athletic Association. And again, uh, looking forward to talking to Coach Olivier about that. His first year there at Assembly Christian. So, uh, again, we'll look forward to that. Certainly want to thank our friends at L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Headache and Pain Center, and Schwing Insurance for sponsoring Bayou Sports. News is up next, and then...